Good morning. My name is Mike Dinius. If you are uh, a guest here and you don't know me, uh, I'm loud. I'm obnoxious sometimes. Uh, but I'm one of the guys that's up here. And we are in a sermon series called The Twelve, Lessons from the First Followers of Jesus. And you're probably thinking, Mike, there was twelve. Why are we on lesson thirteen? Well, it's a baker's dozen. And we're not going to be done after today either. We've got two more lessons after this. You're like, there was twelve. Well, if you remember, we talked about dads on Father's Day. So that took care of one of the twelve that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, but there is one who is abnormally chosen that we're going to talk about. Uh, so that's coming up. I'm excited to hear about that. Today we're talking about Matthias. And if you want to catch up on this sermon series, listen to the other lessons that we've had in this series, you can go to greateraltonchurch.org and you can click on the sermon tab and you can listen to those or any other sermon series you want. Uh, they're, all of our sermons are up there. And I just want to welcome you this morning. Uh, sit back, relax, hopefully you hear something about Jesus. And uh, we're going to have a good time talking about Matthias. And some of you are like, who's Matthias? He's not mentioned in the 12. I, I know. That's fun, isn't it? I want to read you guys something before we get started looking at Matthias. In Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30, the second half of verse 30. It says, God is talking to Ezekiel, and he says, I searched for someone to stand in the gap in the wall, so I wouldn't have to destroy the land, but I found no one. You see, God here is talking about a gap in the wall around Jerusalem. So they didn't have, like, military defenses like we do. They didn't have, I don't know, what I don't, we don't really even know what our country has. Let's be real. But we didn't have, like, the Coast Guard and the Army in there. They didn't have these things like we have. They built walls to protect themselves because, you know, most stuff, most technology then, the wall could stop. But you had a problem if there was a hole in your wall. That meant stuff could come in. And, and God's talking about here, in his kingdom, there was a gap in the wall. And he was looking for somebody to stand in it. Uh, if you've ever seen the movie, The Kingdom of Heaven, I love the movie. Highly re- recommend watching it. It's about the Crusades. But at one point, the wall in Jerusalem is breached. And the enemy is rushing in, and the defenders are rushing out. And there's this thing called the Thin Red Line. And that's a bloody place to be because that's where the two armies are meeting. The men inside Jerusalem are trying to fill that gap so the army, the enemies can't come in. And they end up fighting to a stalemate in the movie. I just ruined that for you. I'm sorry. Uh, but it's been out like 15 years. It's your own fault for not seeing it. But that's what he's talking about here. He's talking about there's, a, there's something missing and he's looking for somebody to stand in it. And at that time in Israel, there was no one. There was no one to stand in that gap. And you're like, okay, Mike, why are we talking about this when we're talking about Matthias? Let's look in Acts chapter 1, verses 20 through 26. It says this, Peter continued, by the way, this is after Judas is dead. Just putting that out there. Peter continued, this was written in the book of Psalms where it says, let his home become desolate with no living, no one living in it. It also says, let someone else take his position. So now we must choose a replacement for Judas from among the men who were with us the entire time we were traveling with the Lord Jesus. From the time he was baptized by John until the day he was taken from us, whoever is chosen will join us 
as a witness of Jesus' resurrection. So they nominated two men, Joseph, called Barsabbas, also known as Justice. Side note, people in the Bible have a lot of different names. You got, it's hard to keep them straight. Also, they nominated Matthias. When they all prayed, then they all prayed, O oh Lord, you know every heart. Show us which of these men you have chosen as an apostle to replace Judas in this ministry, for he has deserted us and gone where he belongs. Then they cast lots, and Matthias was selected to become an apostle with the other eleven. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a really easy way to pick a replacement. Just, all right, uh, we got a hole over here. Um, Let's draw straws. Whoever gets the short straw, you're filling the hole. I mean, that's... And nobody complained about that. That, I'm like, there was no church committee. There, there was no vote. It was, we're gonna let God decide by drawing straws. I love it. It's so easy. And, and nobody argued. Nobody argued. I don't know. That's just, that's an extra thing. But who was Matthias? That's the only time he's mentioned in scripture. I don't know who Matthias is. But I know a lot about him because of that passage. I know he walked with Jesus. He was one of the group of disciples that followed Jesus around. And he had to have from the moment Jesus was baptized to his ascension. Matthias was there for everything. Just like all the other regular 12 disciples. He saw it all. Uh, when Jesus sent out the disciples in pairs, there was a group of 72 pairs or something like that. Matthias was one of them. He was there. He saw the miracles. He saw the lives changed. He was there. So I know that about Matthias. I also know he's a servant because they wouldn't nominate him if he wasn't a servant. They wouldn't nominate him if he was a strong man of God. Him and Justice, Barsabbas, or Joseph, they were both, they must have both been highly qualified to fill the spot vacated by Judas, to fill that gap. They had to have been. They had to have loved Jesus. They had to have loved people. They had to have been willing to go the extra mile. To, to, they knew what was involved in becoming a disciple, in becoming an apostle. They knew what that role meant. They knew where they were headed. They were headed not on an easy road. They were headed down a hard path. They were headed the same place Jesus went. To pain, persecution, suffering. And they did it with joy in their hearts. That's what we're learning about all of these disciples, minus Judas. They knew what was going on and what was going to happen. Tradition states that Matthias, after he worked in Judea for a while, he went to Turkey. Cappadocia is what it was called then. And he professed Jesus through all Cappadocia. And he started moving up towards the Caspian Sea. And there he was crucified for being a Christian and for spreading the word of God. That's what tradition states about Matthias. So I know that this man loved Jesus, loved spreading the word of God. He wanted to do everything he could for God, and he laid his life on the line for it. That's what I know about Matthias. And that he stood up and filled a gap. There was a hole left. There are other reasons than Judas leaving that there could be gaps. There's gaps in this church. There are holes in this church right now. Why are there holes in this church? Well, here's a few reasons that uh, I thought of. 
sickness and death. Sickness and death. If you look in scripture, Judas, obviously, because that's why Matthias is becoming an apostle. Judas, Elijah, when he died, there was a gap. Elisha came and filled that gap, but there was a gap. When Samuel died, there was a gap. If you look at any of the main characters in scripture, I say characters, I believe they actually existed. But if you look at them, when they died, there's a gap. There's a place, a hole in ministry, a place, a hole in the kingdom that needs to be filled. Right now in my family, there's a hole because my grandpa passed away. Today we go, we're doing the visitation. Tomorrow's the funeral. But that gap has been there for a while because he's had Alzheimer's and he's been blind and he's been in a home for years. That gap has been there. Death and sickness make holes in families, in ministries, in churches. It's horrible, but it's a part of life. And we need to be willing to fill those holes. We need to step up and make sure those holes are filled. Another reason that there could be a gap in ministry is growth. Growth. We're going to look at Acts chapter 4 and 6 later on in the, in the, in the sermon, but there was growth in the ministry. And because it grew, there was gaps. Have you ever, when you were growing up, you grew too fast and your knees hurt? It's like there's gaps in your knees. When we grow, there's gaps in the, in the ministry, right? Have you experienced that in your small group? Have you experienced that in the ministry you serve in where there's a growth and whole, oh, oh my, uh, nobody's getting with that person and they're kind of floundering and there's people over here. We need more help. Moral failure is another gap causer. Think, I think of David. When David had a big moral failure, there was a gap created. People died because of David's moral failure. In ministry, when there's a moral moral failure, there's a gap created. Another reason, failure to prepare. Now, that one describes us really well. Sometimes we're kind of gung-ho and we're like, yeah, let's... And then all of a sudden we get to a place where we're like, oh, we weren't ready for this. I've been there. I was like, oh, God's really blessing us. We're growing. Um, whoops. We weren't ready for this. We need to be more prepared. We need to be more prepared. There's a gap created when we ignore God's call. When we ignore God's call. I think of Jonah. God called Jonah to Nineveh to preach to Nineveh. Jonah didn't want to go. So he spent three days in the belly of a fish. When he finally did go, he didn't want to be there. And he was waiting for Nineveh to be burned to the ground. So instead of being there to teach these people about God after he preached to them, he was mad because the leaf that he was hiding under got chewed through by a worm. He was more concerned about the sunburn on his head than he was about the salvation of the city he was supposed to preach to. When I ignore God's call, I'm creating the gap. Today we're going to talk about filling the gap. We're going to talk about standing in the hole. Elias stood in that hole. He stood in that gap. Over the past few weeks, I've been talking to younger people in the church. I've been talking to kids. I videotaped a few of them. We're going to look at these in a second. Something I noticed, though, is that the younger kids knew exactly 
Yeah, there's a gap. Okay. Underneath ignoring God's call, if you're taking notes, right? Technical failure. That's a, that's a good one to put up there. Technical failure. Truck breaks down. Car breaks down. There's a gap. <laughs> I'm going to go on. So uh, I've been talking to kids about, hey, where do you think you're going to serve the church when you get older? And I noticed something. I haven't put all the pieces together. Why? But I noticed the youngest children knew exactly where they were going to serve the church when they got older. The older they got, the less they knew. And in high, high school, the high schoolers I did talk to, y'all didn't know you're being interviewed when I talked to you, had no idea. So there's something there that we are not putting, I am not putting in front of my kids and your kids that as you get older, we think less and less how we're going to serve God. I don't know if you find that in your own life, but the youngest children knew exactly. So let's, let's look at some videos. Okay, she said, I want to be back in the kids' ministry because I want them to know about Jesus, and I want them to have fun learning about Jesus. We're going to skip the next two because we're just having technical difficulties. The next two are Nora and Ellie, and they said something similar along the same lines, that they want to be in the back. Nora said she wants to help teach the kids. Ellie said she wants to be on stage and sing with the kids. And the last one's Evelyn Osborne. She said, I want to help lead worship in big church. She wants to be up here. And I'm like, baller. That takes some courage to be up here and sing in front of the big church. And she's like, and it's only like five seconds long, but you can feel the energy coming out of her that she wants to be up here and sing to Jesus in front of you guys and help lead worship. But as I got to the older kids, like, my oldest daughter, Blythe, didn't want to be recorded. But after after some questions, she was like, yeah, I want to be back with the little kids. That That's fun. Um, but the older we get, the less we, I think we think about ministry. I I know when I first started coming here, I didn't think about ministry. I thought about Jesus, which is good, and it's good to think about Jesus, but I didn't get much past me. I didn't get pu- much past where I am. So how can we be like Matthias and fill those gaps that exist in God's church? And I'm not just talking about here at Greater Alton. If you're a guest here, you attend another church, that's fantastic. At your home church, there are gaps. If you don't have a home church and you're looking for a home church, we'd love to have you here as as a member of this this family of the local body. i got to let you know, we're not a perfect church. There are gaps. There are gaps here. But what can we do as a family to fill those gaps? Number one, we can listen. We can listen. Really simple. Those kids up here just a few minutes ago, they listened really well. Because usually it's like herding cats, right? And they're like, all right, we're going to go. And they're like, yeah, we're going to go. And they were actually singing. Like, I'm standing back here, and I don't hear the speakers. I hear the kids. I'm like, holy cow, they're actually... Because usually the kids are like... (laughs) And you just hear the soundtrack playing. You're like, well, at least they're up there. But they were actually singing. They were excited to be up here. There are multiple places where we need to listen. In Acts chapter 1, verse 20, Peter continued, This was written in the book of Psalms where it says... Let his home become desolate and no one living in it. It also says, let someone else take his position. 
Peter's listening to the scripture. He's listening to the word. He's listening to the spirit. He's letting God guide him to where the gap needs to be filled. He's looking at the word of God and seeing where there need, where there's a gap. In, in Romans 8, 12 through 16, talking about the spirit, it says, therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's Spirit when He adopted you as His own children. Now we call Him Abba Father, for His Spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. God's Spirit is going to lead us. It makes us His children. Now, a track record, how many parents hear your kids listen to you all the time? As kids, we need to be good at listening to God, but we have a spirit that guides us. We have a spirit in us as Christians that will urge us and push us and point out, hey, there's a gap here, if we're listening, if we're listening. God uses his word to push us. You know, God also uses his people. Have you ever sat around... And be like, man, there's, there's a, you, you don't say there's a gap over here. Nobody uses those terminology. But you're like, there, there's a need over here. Like, something's missing over here. And I'm not just pointing to the Gila monster, but we need something over here. And you could hear that conversation. Or you could be hearing that in your own heart. And you'd be like, oh, that's a gap. Mmm. That's a gap. I can't tell you guys where the Spirit is urging you to fill a gap. I can't, I don't, I can't tell everybody that. But I know somebody's being pushed to fill a gap here in Greater Alton or in the church as a worldwide family. But we're not going to be able to rely on the Spirit and fill that gap unless we're Christians. God says we receive that Spirit in the waters of baptism. And if you're here this morning and you're not, you haven't been baptized, you're not a Christian, you haven't surrendered your life to him, I want to urge you, make that decision because you can receive the helper. You can receive the spirit. He walks with us. He lives in us. I can't tell you that I've audibly heard God's voice, but the spirit is louder than an audible voice. Sometimes it's, sometimes I'm about to do something and in my brain the train crossing comes down and sirens are going off. I'm like, dude, 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 don't do that. Or I feel a slap upside the back of my head. Nobody's standing there to slap me upside the back of the head, but God knows how to get a hold of me. Or sometimes I'm sitting there and I have a thought like, hey, uh, go talk to that guy. Or, hey, go see if they're all right. Poke, poke, poke. God pokes me a lot. It's more of a prod. But that's what the Spirit's for, for me. He might talk to you different, because each of us are different. But I need to be open to those discussions. I need to be open to the Word and open to the Spirit. I need to be listening. 
for where there's needs, where there's gaps in the church. The second thing is I need to look. So it's one thing to listen. So listen, listening, I can like, by chance, hear something. By chance, think of something. But looking's like an active thing. I need to look for it. If I want God's kingdom to be strong, I need to be looking for the gaps. Again, back in Acts chapter 1, Peter saying, so now we must choose a replacement for Judas among the men who are with us the entire time we were traveling with the Lord Jesus. From the time he was baptized by John until the day he was taken from us. Whoever is chosen will join us as witnesses of Jesus' resurrection. Peter isn't just trying to fill a hole. He's looking for someone specific. He's got qualifications. He's not just putting a warm body in a position. He's not just doing it because he should do it. He's doing it the way God wants it done. Whoever fills that position had to have been with them the whole three years and had to have seen everything because he's going to be a witness of Jesus' resurrection. It was very important they had these guidelines. They weren't just going to throw anybody in there. There's an active looking. Are you actively looking for a place for you to serve? If you're not already in a ministry, are you actively looking for a place to serve? If you're only in one ministry, are you looking for a secondary ministry? We used to have these conversations a lot. You you should have a primary ministry and you should have a secondary ministry. Do you all remember these conversations? They weren't bad. Those weren't bad conversations to have. It might be a problem if you have a fourth and a fifth ministry because you're kind of spreading yourself a little thin. And there are people here who are filling gaps because they see the need, but they're getting stretched too thin. In Acts chapter 6, verses 2 through 4, there's a problem in the church. There's a gap. Some widows are being neglected. People are going hungry. So the twelve called a meeting of all the believers. They said, we apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. And so, brothers, select seven men who are well respected and are full of wisdom and uh, full of the spirit and of wisdom. We will give them this responsibility. Then we apostles can spend our time in prayer and teaching the word. There was a problem in the church. There was a gap. And instead of saying, figure it out, the the apostles are like, okay, so if we take care of this, we're going to neglect the preaching of the word. We can't do that. Our plates are full. But qualifications, let's get seven guys who are full of the spirit and of wisdom And let's give them this responsibility. In this group is Stephen, who in the next chapter, or later this chapter, I forget which, he gets martyred. I really messed up my earpiece when I ripped it off. These guys are full of wisdom and the Spirit, and they're waiters, essentially. They're just handing out food. Mike, why did they need to be full of Spirit and full of wisdom? Because they were representing Jesus. But they were just waiting tables. They were representing Jesus. They were looking to fill a gap. They knew there was a gap in the church. They knew there was a problem. And they were looking to fill it. Do you guys know there are people who are helping right now in Discovery Land who have not heard the sermon since before COVID live. 
They haven't been in this room during the sermon since before COVID. I say that they would tell me they don't have a problem with it. They're not complaining. They're not the ones telling me to talk about this. Just so you all know, I'm talking about it. There are people who are serving every week back there who listen to the recording later on Sunday or on Monday. And they love it. They love getting to teach these kids about Jesus. But there's a gap. Because most of the people back there are also serving in other ministries. There's a gap in the youth ministry right now. I know that firsthand. There's a gap everywhere. There's places to serve. Now, again, can't just throw a warm body in most of these places. There's got to be qualifications. But, you know, there are places to serve that have slightly less qualifications. When I first started coming to Greater Alton and somebody talked to me about serving, they started me small, really small. Like, I went out, and it really helped me as a parent later on in life. I was in the parking lot directing traffic, and it really got me used to nobody listening to me. Because we try to have people who are physically capable park in the back so we have room for guests and we have room for kids and we have room for people who have disabilities or handicaps and can't walk that far. Especially in like the winter when it's icy or rainy. And we'd be standing out there with our batons, smiling and waving. You know, that's where I started serving. And I just was one of the guys. And then after a while, I was the guy. I was the point guy for the parking ministry. That was a thing. I know people who started like helping with the bulletins or just coming in early. Did you know there is a need right now on Sunday mornings just to make sure every chair has a communion cup? All you got to do is show up at like 930. Just make sure every chair has a communion cup. That's a way to serve the church. It's not big and flashy. It's not Mike up on the stage or Tim up in front of all the kids or Nate in front of all the kids or Alan singing, but it's a need. It's a gap. Are we as the family God looking for these gaps like Matthias was where there was a huge gap? There was an apostle missing. That's Mike. That's way bigger than putting communion out on the chairs. Is it though? It's a need. It's a hole in the kingdom of God. Mike, I'm but just putting communion cups on the chair. I'm not preaching the word, but you're sharing the blood of Christ. You know, guests can come into our building and they can see that the carpets are mostly vacuumed and, and like we try to have this place presentable. Did you know there's a ministry to fix the holes in the wall? I want to put that out there that it's usually my ministry that puts the holes in the wall. <laughs> and I appreciate those guys very much. Uh, we were showing Sydney around a while ago, and I was like, and right here, there's a John Chapel-shaped hole that you don't know is there. <laughs> that happened. I very much appreciate our church. Like, we do Nerf Wars in here. We've played basketball in here. We, think of all the things we've used this building for, and all the damage this building has gotten. And really, because of the way we do things here, how presentable this building actually is. When you think about it like that, the building looks a lot better than it could, right? And these guys work really hard to make sure it's not 300 degrees in here. 
They work really hard to make sure there's no holes in the wall. They work really hard to make sure the doors work. That's a thing. That happens. There's gaps. It sounds silly. But you're representing Jesus. And you're filling a hole and you're making the kingdom stronger. Are you looking for things like that? Not every ministry will fit everyone. And if you're curious what ministries there are at Greater Alton, you can go to back to our website, click the ministry tab, and there's a list of ministries. And I looked. It's fairly accurate. It's fairly up to date. You can look at that. Like, oh, I want to highlight one. One nobody, well, we talk about it, but you don't really talk about it. Like the prayer ministry. We talk about it up here saying, hey, prayer ministry is going to pray for you. And it's all like incognito. It's anonymous. You don't have to worry about people talking about you. If you're not one to be in front of people, but you want to serve, that's a great place to serve. That is a great place to serve. It's behind the scenes, but it's really not behind the scenes. That's front line. Just putting that out there. You're going to be battling. One, it's going to help you with your prayer life. Two, it's going to strengthen the kingdom. And three, it's going to bring you closer to God. That's a great place to start serving, especially if you don't want to be in front of people. Just putting that out there for you. There are many places to serve at Greater Alton and in his church as a whole. You don't have to serve at Greater Alton to be serving in the church. I just want to encourage everybody, be looking for a place to serve. Be looking for a gap to fill. And finally, once you've done, you've been listening, you've been looking, and you've found a spot, you found that place that's perfect for you and your personality to serve God and make the kingdom stronger, launch. Like a band-aid or getting in a cold pool. Don't just tiptoe in. Dive into that beast. Jump in. Don't, ah, trust God. Trust God He's going to take care of you in this ministry because you're serving Him. Jump right in. I did something that I don't normally do. I typed in a word and I read every passage about that word. And the word was immediately. Now, sometimes you're going to find stuff like immediately she got leprosy. Well, we're not going to look at those passages. But I want to look at, I, I wanted to look at every passage that had an, somebody obeying God immediately. And my favorite one, Matthew 4.22. They immediately followed him, leaving the boat and their father behind. This is the sons of Zebedee. Jesus said, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And they immediately left their livelihood, their job, their comfort, their security, their family. I can keep going. Immediately. Immediately they jumped into ministry. Well, Mike, they were only teenagers and they didn't have a whole lot. But mm, don't start doing that. Don't start doing that. Because immediately, immediately, I'm going to keep saying it, immediately they started following Jesus. They jumped into ministry. I might be just asking you to Windex doors. Can you immediately jump into that ministry? I might be asking you to give a ride to somebody. Can you immediately jump in that ministry? God's calling us to fill some gaps. In Acts chapter 8, 
Starting in verse 29, it says this, The Holy Spirit said to Philip, Go over and walk beside the carriage. This is after God said to Philip, Go down to the desert road that leads to Gaza. That doesn't sound fun. It's hot outside. I can only imagine what the desert road was like. Dude was walking. I'm like, mm, no, I work in a shop. When I got to work yesterday morning, it was 103 in the shop at 6 in the morning. I can only imagine what it feels like walking in the sun in the desert road. God said, do it. Philip said, okay. And he goes. He went. And then he gets there and God says, go over and walk but alongside the carriage. Don't get in the carriage. Don't like, hey, can I get a ride? Don't worry. Just, just walk beside it. On the desert road. And Philip ran over. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. God said walk. God said walk. Philip ran over. The only thing that runs in my family is diabetes, and that's because we don't run. God told him to walk. I would have been walking. Philip ran. Dude's excited. You ever get me studying the scripture with somebody or get me and Alan talking about scripture? I start running. My mouth. But Philip ran over and heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. Dude was so close, he heard scripture. Philip asked, do you understand what you are reading? The man didn't say, who are you? Didn't say, why are you talking to me? The man said, how can I unless someone instructs me? And he urged Philip to come up into the carriage and sit with him. The passage of scripture that he had been reading was this. He was led like sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before, as a lamb is silent before the shears, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, was the prophet talking about himself or someone else? So, beginning with this same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. As they rode along, they came to some water and the eunuch said, Look! Right there! Right there! There's some water! Why can't I be baptized? And he ordered the carriage to stop and they went down to the water and Philip baptized him. There's no immediately in that scripture, but there's an immediately in that scripture. There's a couple, actually. Go to the, go to the desert road, leads down to Gaza. Immediately. Philip went. Walk alongside that carriage. Immediately. Philip ran beside that carriage. Philip shares the good news with the eunuch. Immediately. That's, there's an immediately there. The eunuch looked at water and said, immediately I need to get baptized. There's an urgency. There's an urgency both to serving in the kingdom and becoming part of the kingdom. There's urgency. These holes need to be filled. And right now, there are people in this room that aren't a part of the kingdom. And I already talked about it. Why are you waiting? What's holding you back from being a part of God's kingdom? There are people in this room who would love to sit down and open scripture like Philip and the, and the Ethiopian did. To see what salvation is and how you could have it and how you can have that relationship with Christ. How you know can know where you're going after this life and this body are over. And you can have that immediately. 
There are also people in this room, you're not sure where to serve. A great place to start is to talk to your small group. Talk to your small group leader. Hey, do you know any gaps that I could fit, I could fill? Maybe you aren't in a small group. Maybe that's a place that you can start. You can join a small group. Everybody is needed. There are no vestigial organs in the body of Christ. And that's a big word for saying things you don't need. Everyone is needed. Everyone has a role to fill. Everyone has a place. There is something you are uniquely created to do. There are people in Scripture that aren't in it very long. There's the guy who talked to Paul. In Kings, in the books of Kings, there's a, there's a little girl. Her master has leprosy. And it says, the servant girl told him, go to Israel. There's a prophet who can hear you, heal you. She doesn't even have a name in Scripture. She's the servant girl. But she filled a role. She filled a ministry. She filled a gap. What about you? What's holding you back? COVID's really jacked me up. I have a hard time with time right now. Like I think, you know, last year was like 2019, right? No. It, that We lost like a year and a half. And it's weird. I'm trying to, like at work, I was trying to figure out when I got my glasses. And I'm like, hey... Is it time? Can I get new glasses yet? And, and my secretary's like, you can get them every year. I go, didn't I just get these? She goes, you got them two and a half years ago. I went, oh, oh, okay. She's like, you just need to make an appointment. Oh, because we're working a lot of overtime. When am I going to make an appointment? I'll have to figure that out. But like time's gotten away from me. And I remember during COVID, I was really comfortable. I was really comfortable. And we were trying to do Zoom stuff. I hate Zoom. But we were trying to do that. It was, you know, you're talking. You're seeing each other's face. Not the same. And I really wanted to do something where we could be together. And so I, I came up with this idea. Let's do drive-in movies. And it was originally a youth group planned thing. That's what the kids wanted to do. I'm like, let's do it. And I jumped into it. I got the sound system set up. I got the projector going. We picked out movies. And we're like, we're going to do this. And then I was just like, hey, why don't we just invite the church? And it ended up being a church thing. The youth group weren't so much into it. But it was the church thing. And it was great. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. We had a great time. We watched a bunch of movies. We watched all of the first season of The Chosen. We watched Hamilton. It was fantastic. Then restrictions started lightening up and I could start doing youth ministry stuff again and adult group stuff again. I couldn't do the drive-in anymore. I love the drive-in. I want to do it again. I ain't got the margin for it. I'm too busy. Now I'm not saying somebody here start the drive-in up again. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we need to look for those gaps. And during COVID, I was sitting on my blessed assurance. My blessed assurance was so comfortable. I was saved by Jesus and that's all I needed. And then Jesus started poking me again. Poking me. Poking me. And poking me until immediately I got up. After a few pokes. What about you? What about you? Is it, is it hard to get back into the swing of things still? Still? I'm, I'm telling you, I still struggle with the COVID brain. 
If I would have kept doing the drive-in movies, though, it would have taken away from the other two ministries that I serve in after this one. What can we do as a body? Do you have an idea of where God wants you to fill a gap, where God wants you to fill a spot in a ministry, where God wants you to be? I can't, again, I can't tell you what it is. But God, there's some place for you where you'll fit perfect like a puzzle piece and you're going to make the kingdom stronger. You're going to fill that hole in the wall. You're going to stand in the gap. There's a story, and it's a fun, it's a fun story, called Brightest Day. And in this story, it has this whole cast of characters, and they're completely different from each other. They're weird. There's good guys. There's bad guys. And there's people you have no idea why they're there. And you're like, what is going on? And there's this, there's this direction they're supposed to head. There's this target goal they're all supposed to work towards to get to. And they all have a specific role to fill to get to that target. And if one of them doesn't fulfill their role, the target is not reached and everything's lost. That is the church. God is going to call people up to fill those roles. And again, it may seem minor and insignificant, like I'm seriously just cleaning urinals. What? A dirty urinal could make somebody not want to go to church. Seriously, I'm just hanging out with some teenagers or preteens on a Wednesday night, just doing what I'm told, just, just hanging out. Can I tell you, they crave that. They crave people just hanging out with them. And especially if it has a spiritual direction, oh, it's going to be great. Mike, literally, I just, all I'm doing is helping some kids at VBS. As you can see, VBS was a huge hit. Thank you so much. And if you saw the people who stood up, there was a wide range of people. You know why there was a wide range of people? Because there's a wide range of kids takes all types and i love that our church is all types so where are you going to serve where are you going to step up like matthias where is god calling you there's in your bulletin there's a place for you to do prayer requests i talked about the prayer ministry earlier we have a prayer ministry that prayers prays over all the prayer requests and they do it anonymously and it doesn't get talked through throughout the church um, it, it's, it's a place for you to have your prayers answered, pay, other people to pray for you. It's powerful when God's people get together to pray. There's a spot for you to pray, uh, fill out a prayer request. There's also other boxes to check if you need anything. And if you check some of those boxes and put your information down there, somebody's going to be in contact with you. We're going to sing a song and, uh, you're going to see people filling out their prayer cards and, um, there's baskets in the back. You're going to see our members put offerings in. If you're a guest here, we did not ask you. We did not bring you here to ask you for money. That's not what we're, we're here for. We're here to share Jesus with you. And I hope this morning you're encouraged. I hope this morning you're encouraged to serve, whether it's here or in your own local church, or to find, or seek Jesus and become one of His children. I hope you're encouraged this morning. And I hope and pray that the rest of your weekend, day, is great. That you stay cool. And that you just feel the arms of Christ around you as He loves you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Thank you so much for Scripture, for your Word, showing us and guiding us to the places you need us. Help us, Father, as your people to fill the gaps, 
to, to fill the holes in the ministries that you, you pre- presented before us. Thank you so much for this body, for this family that you've given us, this time you've given us to worship you. Thank you so much for your son and the ability we have because of him to come before you as your children. I pray for everyone here that they find that security in your arms, that they find that assurance that we have, that we will always be yours because we're washed by the blood of your son. Thank you again for all that you're doing for this time and this place. And I love you, Father. It's your name I pray. Amen.